With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full time, part time, or seasonal work, you can get started started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Hey, choose match reaction for Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. Everton won three losses in a row for the Toffees. Uh, a decent second half performance wasn't enough to salvage anything after an utterly disgraceful first 45 minutes. Nick Preb and Mark Mosey joining me. Uh, Preb, I'll come to you first, mate. Thoughts on that overall? Um, I, think, I think for me, whatever happened in that, in that last hour was sort of overshadowed and it's not not enough to offset what happened when in that, you know, what happened in that utterly shambolic, utterly cowardly. And utterly rudderless first half an hour from Everton tonight. Yeah, unfortunately, probably not unexpected. Yeah. Uh, the result tonight and the performance. Um, uh, I thought, you know, Wolves are in a bit of form. Um, it was probably the best team the Wolves could have played against tonight in Everton. Um, we, I, I thought actually we started the game absolutely terrified of making a mistake. And that, that was probably a hangover from what happened the other week at Watford. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that mentality of, oh shit, I don't want to make a mistake, you inevitably do. Yeah. And like, it's not just the second goal that happened with, but it's, it was like every touch in that first half, I was like, oh shit, I've got to make a five-yard pass, got to, got to make sure that, that, that sticks, even if it goes backwards. So negative. Um, <sighs> unfortunately, I'm not surprised by... The results on the performance and um, one of the things that, that sort of flagged in my mind that first half is like we appeared like we were a team that we were playing in the cup against a team three tiers above like <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we were just grateful to have a touch in their half yeah and that, that's what it was like in the first half and yeah okay we came out and played a bit more in the second half barely um mm. 
we deserved everything tonight we got. Uh, 2-1 probably flattered us. Uh, could have been 3-0 in the first half. Um, I'm obviously not happy as an Evertonian on, on the back of that result, uh, but not surprised in the slightest. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get on to what, what's coming next shortly. But uh, yeah, um, we got what we deserved tonight. Um, I just think the manager said this week he wanted a reaction, wanted the team to be better. Yeah. After Watford, uh, conceding four goals in 12 minutes there. Uh, by the end of that first half, I was conceded six goals in 45 minutes of football. Yeah. Um, the reaction wasn't there, the organisation wasn't there, and the determination wasn't there ultimately up until it came too late. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of the most disappointing element for me is that we got all of the usual verbal rhetoric in the week about how we wanted a reaction, it wasn't good enough last week, we need to apply ourselves more, we need to change things, blah, 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 whatever it was that, that Rafael Benitez thought that needed to change about the Everton side. And an hour before kickoff, we got the exact answers, which unfortunately every Evertonian has known about this side in recent history, is that nothing really ever changes. I think it, it was obvious for me tonight, I appreciate this is easy to say in hindsight on the back of another defeat but we absolutely needed to to be more solid in the middle of the park we needed to probably play a flat in midfield three if someone like Jean-Philippe Cabanman was going to come back into that side which obviously he did it needed to be in a far more astute and far more intelligent setup and if you were going to bring him into the middle of a midfield two alongside Alain who I think we, we've all realized now absolutely needs Abdelai Decore next to him to have any form of function at all it, it, it just needed a, a, a far more pragmatic and more sensible approach tonight and I think as you'll have heard the barman is as furious as I am but I think it's the, the disappointment for me I think the, the two things I'll take away from tonight uh, I've had numerous conversations throughout the week and throughout the day today leading up to this game about whether Everton in the current form that they are in could potentially get dragged into a, a, a very more, very much more precarious situation than they are currently in at the moment in terms of a relegation fight. It, the fact that, as, as Preb has said, in terms of getting away from that game with a, a 2-1 defeat, that, that's a walking advertisement tonight about why Everton will not get relegated. And it, it, it's a shame on this league that we've been able to get away with a 2-1 defeat because for 70 minutes of that game, we were absolutely dire. And we're looking back at this now at a second half whereby we'll, we all feel on a, on a 3 out of 10 scale mildly positive about the fact that we were able to show something in the, in the second half of the game. It was nothing. It was crap. We, we, we managed to get one goal back, I'll grant you that, but there was no prolonged spells of pressure. There was no real intent. If, you get, if you're going to talk about real intent about getting back into a Premier League game and, and potentially going on to win it, there, there was nothing of that from Everton tonight. And I think it just makes you realise that this, this spell under Rafael Benitez that we are all embarking on for, for want of a better word I feel like I've watched that game against Wolves countless times over the last few years but the, the, this whole tenure that Benitez is going to bring us in the next God knows however many games leading up to the derby which he obviously gets sacked after it's, it's just an enormous waste of time isn't it Where I feel like we, we've had the 
the apocalyptically bad defeat. It's not like the apocalypse is going on in this, in this news. <laughs> it absolutely is. But <laughs> we, we, we've had the, we've had the horrendous home defeats to teams like Watford. We've had this kind of half-arsed bounce-back game against Wolves numerous times, and it, it feels like we're just going through all of the same motions that we've been through with Martinez, with Silva, with Koeman, and. Uh, I, I, I don't really sense any form of Everton on the change scenario here. And all, all of the same things that we've said about individuals, all the same things that we've said about the team as a collective in recent seasons, we're still sat here saying them. And I, I don't really know what changes about it. I'm sat here looking at a Dominic Calvert Lewin on Sky Sports, who I feel absolutely yeah. sorry for tonight because how he is meant to comment on a group of lads who are clearly missing him, God knows how much, is, is unbelievable. Probably hates most of them. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and no one can blame him after watching that 90 minutes, but I think if you're taking any form of positive out of that game tonight, I think you, you are genuinely clutching at straws, and the only thing more terrifying about the last 90 minutes of my life is the fact that we've got to watch that about seven or eight more times before Christmas against teams that are absolute team for team over the next few weekends better than that Wolves team that we've just faced. Yeah, it is, it is grim, and I think, you know, Prev, you know, both of you have mentioned the manager there, we're not going to get into Benitez out and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's far too early for all that sort of thing, but I think even with the injuries, you sort of, I think the, the thing you expect from a Benitez team is to, to set them up and say, we're going to be horrible to play against, and we're going to be hard to beat today, and from minute 10, Wolves, I mean, the, the goal that they scored, which is disallowed, they literally pick the ball up and just drive straight through the middle of Everton, and the organisation and the aggression. And you'd expect that from, from a Benitez team. And especially a team that's have had, what, nine days to work on it since, yeah. since the Watford game? Um, it just wasn't there, was it? Yeah, it's like, have you ever had a manager you were missold? Um, <laughs> I think, I think like, like you just said, you know, they had a goal this loud. Could have been done and dusted yeah. in that first half. Um, it's really... It's really difficult to find any positive at all from that match, and um, I think I think through the second half when we were watching it, we were celebrating like there's no tomorrow when we when, when the way we scored, um, and that's a sign of the sort of times that we're in as yeah. Blues. Like yeah. we're we're grateful for anything. Yeah. Um, Corners, throw-ins, exactly, <laughs> and and like I, <laughs> I I hate to get back to Gabarman, <laughs> but. I felt actually very sorry for him out there today. You know the, the way the way we set out with him um, supporting Alan in the field. He was um, whatever the opposite of hitting the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> that that was that was him today. Um, I felt sorry that he was put in that position. Um, uh, he was never ever going to be uh, the, the stronghold in the field today, um, and I. I remember seeing Tom Davis on the bench, um, surprised he didn't get on. Um, it makes me worried going forward for the next few games, exactly what team we're going to put out. And like when you, when you ask the question about Benitez, um, does he know what his strongest team is? Is he? Does he want to play free in midfield? Does he by the looks of it? Uh, I, I, I genuinely don't know what he's thinking. Um, I, I felt like he had a lot of chances to change the structure. Um, the way we were, we were playing, even even if it was uh, embarrassing someone halfway through the first half today and taking someone off, he just didn't make that decision. Um, you know, we we talked about previously in Wof, uh, the Watford game. Uh, you know, 
it's not necessarily on the manager that players capitulate uh, in 15 minutes and concede three or four goals. But actually, as we're moving on today against Wolves, that is on him. Um, you've got to set the team up as you see fit. And uh, I'm really, really struggling with Benitez at the moment. I think you, you'll probably find occasional Everton fans who will compliment the fact that Rafael Benitez changed that after 45 minutes. For, for me, well, I mean, it was I'm, obvious at the five, wasn't it? I'm five gonna, ten yeah, minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say twenty minutes, but as you say, my far earlier in that game, it was so evident that there was an enormous chasm between our back four and our midfield two. And I think, as, as, as so many of us have said, not only in the build-up to this game, but already in the aftermath of it, the, the, there's so much about that midfield that means that no, no two midfielders on our box other than Abdullah Decore can play inside there. If Tom Davis plays in that midfield, he needs Alan and someone else alongside him. Alan, in, in terms of how much legs he's got, he absolutely needs Abdullah Decore, and if not, he needs another two alongside him. And as Preb has, has mentioned, if you're going to bring Jean-Philippe Gabamon back into this squad and back into this league, and, and everyone knows all the tribulations that he's been through in the last couple of years, he absolutely needs to play either in a settled midfield, which we're Everton, that's not going to happen, or he needs to play alongside Arlan and someone else. He was, he was hung out to dry, wasn't he, really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he was dreadful. He, yeah, yeah. He, he had a really yeah. poor game. Mm. But he looked like a lad that's not played for two years. But if you're, if you're starting a lad that's played for that's not played for two years you should make allowances for that in the way you set the team up and say I need to give him as much protection and Alan, a midfielder who can't actually run is not sufficient protection for a lad that's not played that long and you've got someone like Awobi I know you scored tonight he shouldn't play put Delph in there put Davis in there go free in the middle and say we're going to block that space off we're going to launch it long to a Charles and it's going to be horrible but we're not going to get cut through yeah and that lad who has not played a game again or started a football game for two years in this league mm. is going to have sufficient protection and instead he was hung out to dry because he, he was poor himself but he was next to a fellow in Alan who can't run or, or can't cover the ground needed now to play in the midfield too anymore and yes you make allowances for that that individual in particular regardless of the form or the setup that he's coming into in this side you make allowances because of all those things you've said and with him being out of the side for so long but th- this is a team who looks at its absolute worst on the back of a 5-2 home defeat at Watford regardless of whether Jean-Philippe Cabamon's coming back into that side you make allowances for that result you you put a solid three in midfield as you say you start a Tom Davis or you start a Fabian Delph as much as we don't want to see those players all, all of this this talk that we've seen in the week about Tyler Onyango being considered because he's that he's that big boisterous midfielder that we've been missing on the back of Abdelai Decore being out isn't it? Yeah. it is and we, we are absolutely clutching at sores for a solution to the eternal problem that is Everton and, and that, is, that is that is essentially all this is going to be until we decide that all of these faux hard men that we've got in this squad like Fabian Delph Michael Keane Mason Holgate all these people who, who want to be that hard man that a Premier League side absolutely needs and Everton they're desperately lacking the, the sense of leadership and I hate to go back to this and about club captains and all this debate that we've had about Everton in recent years and the countless reasons why this side have never done anything progressive or won a trophy it, 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 it's, it's totally there in terms of you, you look at a, a, 
a game like that tonight where he, even, do you know what, if we, if we totally take away that first hour, which was obviously appalling, in, in that last half hour where you do get a goal back and there is that that little bit of incentive to go and win the game back and, and who's going to be the side that takes the initiative? It, it never really looked like Everton had that impetus to go on and win the game and unfortunately we're looking at a lad in Anthony Gordon who has again been overlooked from the start tonight and we'll no doubt be overlooked next week because he hasn't got 90 minutes in his legs or whatever bullshit excuse we're using for him this week but it, 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 it just needs that 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 spark and that change and I'm, I'm just not convinced that unfortunately Everton have got the personnel to make all of these changes that we're talking about to try and affect some form of positive change and all, all, I can, all I can ever really focus on at the moment is that, that horrible run of what six or seven games leading up to Christmas and I, I'm hoping that Everton in, as we've seen in years gone by can be a little bit more solid a little bit more compact scrounge a, a draw against Tottenham and, and maybe get a, a result at Chelsea or do you know what you, you're clutching at, scroll, at, at straws to try and really think about where our points are going to come from before Christmas but already in what ju- just coming on to November we're looking at another season whereby we're thinking well what is this is, is this just purely tread and water until what Benitez gets sacked halfway through next season and we, we try and regenerate this thing and we bring a young continental manager in and, and start it all over again and it, it, it's really hard to invest in something that feels like it's just on a hamster wheel of sports at the moment yeah, um, and I, I sort of don't want to revisit the goals tonight, but um, I feel like we sort of have to in post-match. Um, the first goal from a set piece, yes, another. Yeah. I think I think a staff popped up on Sky just before we can see that call of the set, where something like 17th or 18th in the Premier League yeah. from conceded from set pieces. I mean, God, must be rock bottom must now. Be bottom now. God, Surely, God, healthy teams are below us in that <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and um, I think probably the half-time analysis picked that up fairly well, but uh, not remotely surprising. Uh, against Watford, we were cacking ourselves every time they got a set piece, and it manifested tonight exactly the same way. Um, that sort of um, um, uh, terrifying spot from an Everton defensive point of view just outside the six yard box um, cannot seem to cope um, I think um, some of the pundits said you know Pickford should have done better while bouncing in front of you really I mean harsh, what, what are you supposed to do um, so it's, it's Dominic Avalon was that pundit <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sort of think well it, it's, it's all on the, on the defenders for that goal um, I'm not surprised we conceded that um, thank so, God for as well like, just I'm, I'm in a position where I, I, I don't want to dislike him um, I want to keep giving the benefit of doubt every week um, what I really really miss about going from Thank God for you. Game the... three. <laughs> it's been that type of night. I dropped. I dropped. I dropped. I dropped. He's playing like Game Boy three at the moment. It's not mine. Thank God for you. I dropped. I dropped. I dropped. I dropped. Get on me books. Um, I miss uh, the marauding <laughs> defender very, that very we first signed. Miss <laughs> him as well. Um, I, I miss the marauding centre forward I miss the dominant centre forward yeah. um, don't know where he was for that first goal he, he picked out a few defenders he, sh- he should have been there um, 
but ultimately, you know, that, that first goal is exactly how I thought we would concede against Watford today, and then it came true. Um, second goal, it's like I said at the very start, players were terrified of making a mistake, yeah. and that's what happens. Um, he had his head in his hands, but that's not good enough. I mean, um, that was defending 101. I, I, I felt like when he received that ball before the assist, mm. um, he had no confidence going forward. That just embodied the whole team in that first half. Um, terrified of making a forward pass in case it led to a break. Um, and ultimately, playing a backward pass is exactly what happened. Do you, know, do you know what else it is as well? It is the product of not having another left-back at the club. Because a left-footed player or a left-back in this situation opens the body up and they knock it down the line yeah. or into the corner. And it might go out for a throw-in. It might go down for a goal kick. Someone might get onto it. But if you've got someone with balance on that side, you can just kick the ball down instead of having to turn back inside and look for a pass. And none of our midfielders are brave enough to show for the ball. He's got to go back to the keeper. It's a dreadful pass, don't get me wrong. It's really poor and he should do better. But if you've got a left-footed left-back in that situation, you can actually kick the ball up the line. Yeah. Then that, then that doesn't happen ultimately one of the most disappointing elements about the goals we conceded for me tonight was the one that got disallowed before the first goal even went in and I think the the opportunity was there and you know I, I get it even that that original now disallowed goal was a shit show but that was your opportunity wasn't it to, yeah. to collectively regroup and I think all the visuals we saw on the Sky Sports camera tonight were Michael Keane, Alan, a few of the more senior players getting together and saying, well, do you know what, this this can't happen again. This this is what went wrong there. And certainly visually for me, I thought, well, that, that that's that's a positive, what's just gone on there. Fair enough, we've got away with it. And, and that, that is something to build on. And, and I think the, the fact that we conceded, what, five or six minutes after that was everything you need to know about a, a, a brittle backbone of an Everton side, which... As I say, going back to earlier in the pod, I feel like we've seen countless times now. There's just a there's a cloud of chaos that hangs over this defence every time that there's something merely wrong about about the side or about the performance. And we, we've said countless times that op- opposition sides are able to capitalise on weaknesses in Everton that Everton are absolutely nowhere near capitalising on. It, it feels like we need we need an absolute disaster from the opposition side to be able to get a goal yeah. and, and do you know what we, almost did we, we, we nearly got that tonight yeah but it, it feels like the the smallest frailty in an Everton side means that you concede one or two goals in a half and we, we saw that against Watford we saw it again tonight and I think the, the, the chaos very much follows into the second half whereby we're, we're 10 minutes out from possibly getting a result against a side who we absolutely do not deserve anything against and we're looking to bring a right back on who's clearly not good enough to play right back never mind go and get a go and get a last minute goal about, by the way he just put his gear I said to you has he gone full I'm a catchy and I said I'm, I'm coming on I don't care what's happening I'm a scout and I'm John Joe Kenny I've had enough of this I, can, I am getting on this pitch I can only assume that John Joe Kenny was just simply too warm and that, that, <laughs> that is the reason why the coat came off because if ever there was a reason for Solomon Rondon coming onto a football pitch it's when you're playing against a relatively poor side who somehow managed to get one goal up against you and you need to clutch that back but do you know what to bring individual players and, and to try and analyse that tonight is just 
you really are stretching to figure out what is going on with this football club. But as, as we've said countless times, not only tonight, but in recent seasons, the problems that this team has tonight have been the problems that this team has had for the last five or ten years. And do I honestly look at Rafael Benitez now as being someone who solves that? No. And in, in that sense, I feel like this, this club is ultimately just treading water until the next epiphany, the next machinery, the next Roberto Martinez, where we have this eternal breakthrough season. But right now, I don't really see how Everton's rut ends. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, moving on from this, I'm not sure you'll find many Evertonians that are actively looking forward to next week. Oh, God, um, no. <laughs> not that not that we often look forward to matches, but particularly for next week, Spurs have a new manager. Uh, we've just come in from the doldrums of a, um, another non-emphatic uh, match. Um, it's tough going at the moment. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah, our best player in the second half will probably be injured again in training this week, Fabian Delft. Yeah. Um, so, but just, just just one thing I want to say about the set pieces. And he said this in the week, the manager, it, it annoyed me a little bit because he said about how he was at Liverpool and how when they tried to instil the zonal market, it didn't work initially. And then after two or three seasons, was they, they were the best in the league. At that point, he had Jamie Carragher, he had Sammy Hoopier, he had Daniel Agger, all really, really good Premier League defenders. Whatever you say about the Reds or not, they were all really good professionals, good defenders. And you can teach those players to defend properly in a zonal setup because they're all really good players. Our defenders are not good. Without Yeti Minim in, in, in that setup, certainly, they are not, not good enough to be able to play a system that's as, as complex as that. And at the moment, we are in a position where we need to make it as straightforward as possible for these lads. Yeah. And if that means throwing out whatever you're doing at the moment to say, Michael Keane, you mark this lad. This lad with that number on his back, he is your player to mark for the entire game. And if he comes off and this player comes on, you take that player. And it's the same for you, Mason. And it's the same for you, Ben Godfrey. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one of these people who says Zona Marking should be completely binned out the game forever. There's clearly a place for it if you've got good enough players. But our centre-backs are not good enough not good enough to be able to play that way and for the time being it should be shelved until we get Mina back until we get a bit of confidence back in the side and we should move on from it from then I remember Jamie Carragher literally the other week saying that he didn't enjoy his football under Benitez but played his best football under yeah. Benitez I'd be he's a really good player I'd be delighted if our defenders were the attitude yeah. and that, that's what prevailed but I, I just literally not seeing that at the moment but, but Carragher was say what you want about him he was an intelligent footballer mm. and a good defender who could obviously take on these instructions our players can't do that they, they yeah. are they need they, I, I, I'm, this might sound really harsh but based on what we've seen so far this season what against Watford what we saw tonight in that first half and what we've seen the entire campaign with these set pieces going in week after week after week they need to make it as basic as possible for them what you've then got there is a really dangerous balance of a set of players who are incapable of learning and a manager who is famously incapable of relenting in terms of his setup and his ideology. How often did we say in the summer when we were approaching Rafael Benitez and all of this rhetoric about how hated he was going to be from Everton fans, from Liverpool fans, from God knows who, the man is stubborn. There is absolutely no way that on the back of, what, three negative results... He says, well, you know, everything I know about football management goes out the window. And you know what? Time will tell whether he's right or whether we are right. But 
I think that the frustration from an Everton fan point of view and everything that you've just mentioned there, Matt, is that we've we've done all of this before, <laughs> and we, we've said this about individual players, and you know, managers taking what six to eighteen months to find out about a Tom Davis or a Michael Keane or whoever it may be, and it, it feels like we we know all of the answers to this, and. At, at, at the point where Wolves get a corner the, the only surprise for me tonight is that at the point where Alex Awobi volleys one out for a corner in the second half that Wolves didn't score from that corner because that, that's exactly the point where Everton fans just thought I'm getting on 3-1 here because I absolutely know what happens and it's, it's going to be it's going to be a real test for Rafael Benitez to try and figure out what happens with the side and it's it's equal to the test that Carlo Ancelotti had and the, the irony for these managers who are in inverted commas world class is that when, when you are faced with having a set of players who are in themselves not world class you are asked questions that a Real Madrid or a Napoli or an AC Milan or whoever it is you've mentioned would never have asked you before and I think it, it, it's going to be beyond interesting to find out what Rafael Benitez does with this side. And I'm, I'm, I'm at this stage, I'm not even looking at January as being this shining light of a, of a month whereby we can go out and, and sign players to, to buy into what Rafael Benitez is doing at the moment because at the moment I don't really see it. And I, I, I'm trying to back that up at the moment with the fact that our best defender, our best midfielder, our best striker, etc., etc., they're all out, and it's all going to be very different when they come back. And I am putting, pinning all of my Everton hopes on that at the moment, but on the back of yet another defeat, it, it's very hard to see the light. Maybe Dom's just going to become a full-time pundit for Sky. Apparently he's done really well tonight. Would so. you blame him? <laughs> Would you want to see <laughs> so, I'm just, just sort of really funny there when you're making your point there, Moe's. I've just seen Preb's got the fixtures on his phone for the next, the next six weeks. He's just scrolling down and shaking his head with a sense, a sense of foreboding. Um, looking forward to them, mate. I think if, if we all just agreed to take like a hiatus for seven or so weeks remaining in the calendar year. Just for life. <laughs> for life. I think we'd be fine, but on a remotely serious note... Um, it's an unforgiving next few weeks. It's a brutal, festive period um, with our lack of depth and lack of quality. Um, I mean, I don't want to be too much of a dreary weary, but Jesus Christ! By New Year time, we could be we we, we, we could be in trouble. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 not bad worth thinking about. Yeah, Everton need divine intervention over the festive period for sure. Uh, we will leave it there tonight um, Dominic Carver-Lewin's on Sky and I'm watching loads of replays of his goals so that could be a nice end to the night at least but um, that's it from us here on the Blue Room three defeats in a row for the Toffees we are where we are hopefully things turn around this weekend against Tottenham uh, of course we'll be covering all the reactions to that game tonight throughout the week and building up to that game against Tottenham Hotspur and potentially a Tottenham Hotspur managed by Antonio Conte as well cheers to Moe cheers to Preb Enjoy what you can of the rest of your Monday night and the week, and we'll speak to you again very soon here on The Blue Room. When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, King Supers Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the King Supers app and start your cart, whatever the cart. King Supers, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at kingsupers.com slash boost. Sports 
Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.